standing after a year like 2021 we are all survivors i'm a survivor fighting hard to survive this global pandemic and with the new variant omicron covid-19 is reminding us to don't you forget about me whether we want to believe it or not we are still in the middle of a pandemic Unlike last year, there are vaccines and the ever-changing mandates depending on what corner of the country you reside in. 2021 has taught many how to move through mental insanity and continue despite the loss of loved ones, the gain or loss of employment, and the overall challenges we face. Honestly, we couldn't have stayed in our houses locked away in our homes forever. Like myself, we took a chance for the first time and got on a plane attended a movie or a live show in a theater, and started or continued a business virtually despite setbacks and changes. We are still alive and we are still rising. And we rise and we rise and we rise. I invite all to take a journey with me through 2021 interlude style. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is a special edition of Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBN's African American Historical News Journal. Give the gift of knowledge this holiday season as the drive for five starts now. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. word got out and a campaign got started by the Southeast Environmental Task Force against opening a metal shredding plant in one of our most polluted neighborhoods in Chicago. While community activists like this group we spoke to earlier in the year have made substantial progress in delaying and denying the metal conglomerate the ability to start this questionable business, the fight is not over. A couple of weeks ago, the groups met with the city to make the final call on the fate of the shredding facility. Here's an excerpt from our conversation with Executive Director Peggy Salzar. One of the more, I guess, ironic, I think this is the correct term, use of ironic here, uh, was things about uh, your work against this project, which may not still happen because we want to encourage everyone to go out and give public comment at the City of Chicago website for uh, RMG for this project to make sure their voices are heard uh, at the website for the city of Chicago. But one of the more ironic things I thought was the fact that incoming Democratic mayor, Lori Lightfoot, tacitly gave her approval to this 
and you found an ally in the outgoing Trump administration uh, to slow down the project, to, to raise concerns um, for housing in the area, at least to kind of slow it down. So what my question for you is this, as we uh, approach a new administration coming in, you know, <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. Cross the fingers and toes um, that this week there'll be a new administration coming in, the Biden administration. Do you have any hope of uh, that they may see things differently than the We're city hoping. of Chicago? Yeah. We're hoping. We're hoping. And if that's the case, what this what the city of Chicago will have to do is sit down with the community and come to some agreement about how we can change things. So we're also preparing for that. Uh, we don't wanna be caught off guard. Uh, and we have prepared somewhat already because if you go to our Facebook, not, I'm sorry, not our Facebook page. If you go to our website, you will find uh, some principles that we had developed a few years ago about around development and what we consider good development. And of course, we're gonna be tweaking those because we did that early on and we were very innocent of what was going, I mean, I was, like I said, I'm a resident, I am no expert, okay? I just have common sense and common decency, okay? You put those together and you know, you should have the answers to a lot of things. So we're also doing a, a, a tweaking of those things, but we want to be prepared. So if we get the opportunity, we're going to sit down and say, this is what we think our community needs. In the case, and in most cases, all communities. And so again, you can find those things on our website. Coming out of quarantine, I think we all had a great appreciation for the rejuvenative power of music both in front of the microphone and behind the scenes in the production studio. This year, we took a trip up north to Minneapolis to check in with songstress Miss Arnice and into the studio with composer, producer, and interlude's own Kendall Nesbeth. With Gladys Knight, why do you think, why do you feel that Gladys Knight has such an enduring appeal. And why do you think mm -hmm. her music has literally stood the test of time? We're talking now mm -hmm. five decades. Centuries. Well, I'm about to say centuries. Decades is the word I'm trying to say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, as I've been studying her, they coined her the Empress of Soul. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, Aretha has the queen title. Mm -hmm. um, but she's definitely has that that regality about her and i think one of the reasons why her music stands the test of time one is because she's just an amazing talent her voice is just stellar mm -hmm. um but also her personality is just sweet you know she in one of her interviews she talks about you know just her faith and um you know just wanting to just do right by people you know, and so she's never really come across as a diva. You know, she just kind of gets in, does her thing and get out the way. You know, is, is how I would think she would describe herself. So and she's just a real person. Her songs, she sings about real things that people are going through. Yeah, I know. I know. So many reasons why the Empress of Soul has stood the test of time. 
Very much so. Very much so. And it's, mm-hmm. it, I definitely have these wonderful, fond memories of watching her on Soul Train. What are you looking forward to the most as we move into a post-COVID summer? What are you looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to being outside. I was just visiting my goddaughter who lives in Rockford, Illinois, and she was talking about how she's looking forward to being outside. And I told her, I said, you should come to Minnesota because right near my home, they have what I call the watering hole. There's a sort of a man-made lake, even though Minnesota is a land of 10,000 lakes. This one I like because it's chlorinated. And so it's made up like a lake, you know, but it's, you know, it's a pool basically. You can bring your your umbrella and and your books and, you know, just sit in the sand with your blanket and do that. So I'm looking forward to those summer days and warm nights. When you're hired to produce, it's sort of like, okay, that is the focus and, and you need to make sure. And of course, you don't want to put anything out that's not as perfect as, as you can make it. Right. Um, but then sometimes you just have to let it go and say, hey, you know, let it be, let it do what it's going to do. And and some of the things you may not think, I know Diana Ross, her big hit, she didn't even think it would be a big hit. She's like, ah, this song song sucks. I get Barry Gordy say she didn't even like the song and it ended up being like a number one hit. So you just never know. So I think, uh, you know, just not overthinking it is one aspect. Um, and then the business part, which a lot of creatives, and I, I do want to say this, we think of the business aspect as not being creative, but marketing is creativity. You know, it's just a, a different arm of it. And so kind of turning on that brain uh, in terms of how you get it in, into the marketplace, what, what the brand looks like with the logo. I mean, I'm going through things that I never really had to. Uh, I've been in the meetings and I've been kind of behind the scenes watching it play out. But when you when you understand the science to it and uh, and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. But you just keep, you know, keep going. You know, if you fail, OK, get back up and try it again. You know, so now's the time. And I'm glad I did it. I'm doing it now because, you know, much like Prince said, you own your masters. It's, it's sort of like, well, I own me now. So even, you know, getting connecting to a major and doing a deal, I'm coming in owning me, you know, owning my masters, having my own company. And then it's more of a partnership versus you just kind of get an artist deal. So it's very different, you know, you know their opinions. Well, when, you're, when your next single comes out and or the full album, you come right on back here and promote and we will get you back on. Michael and I would love to have you on to talk about it because like I said, we are very appreciative of you giving the theme music for interludes. And like I said earlier, anytime I need to get hyped to work on this podcast, wow. all I have to do is listen to the theme. Twenty twenty one was the year the world reopened, or at least kids had to go back to school. And with that, we went back to basics. We covered this shift in our daily lives through a couple of conversations, one with a New York City high school principal 
and a meetup with a university dean hoping to fill his school with hardworking and eager students interested in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Let's hear from Principal Dr. Sean Brown and Dr. Stephen Jones of Willanova University. If you could, yes, I know from your consulting, you're going in there and you're meeting and reaching what is a need. What is a need for a culturally relevant teaching? But there is something to be said for students seeing someone like me and someone like you in the school. Can you tell us about that part of it? Yeah, well, studies indicate that Black males represent approximately less than 2% of all teachers throughout the United States. What? Studies also indicate that um, the likelihood of Black children graduating from college is increased by approximately 30 to 35% if they experience having one Black male teacher throughout their entire education. The impact that we have is it's beyond. It's just, it's an amazing impact. Mm -hmm. What comes with that though, is you're everybody's dad. You represent the entire race. You are to break up every fight. You are to speak with every angry parent. And so turnover rates specifically for black men in schools is it's out of control, you know, because you walk in and you just feel the burden of, of everything on your shoulders. I know for me, I've been an uh, administrator for 12 and I taught for about five years. And every year, every single year, I have to cut hair, DJ, teach people how to box, buy snacks, sneakers, cut hair. I have to do everything all of the time. And I love it. People of color have been successful in careers in science and mathematics um, for as long as those fields have been around. Um, can you can you speak to that, uh, Dr. Jones? Absolutely. I, with that, I think it takes the teachers going outside of the box. Like they're only researching what they know, but there's thousands of websites with information about the successes and not just the dead people. There are alive African-Americans who are still you, in history. Um, <laughs> There's two organizations that do that well, the National Society of, oh no, three, Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, the National Society of Black Engineers, and there's another conference called the Black Engineer of the Year Conference, where they recognize these alive people who are doing phenomenal things. And I think when people see that, it makes such a difference in their minds, but we need to get the people who are saying what you're saying in those rooms so they can see the accomplishment. They can see what can be done and change the mindset that, you know, we can't do math, we can't do science. One of the challenges is often the students are behind. You know, they're in uh, middle school and they're still doing some basic math and they should be in at least algebra one by the eighth grade if they're going to stay on a math pathway. Well, if a counselor doesn't know that and that child has an interest in engineering, by the time they get to high school, they're gonna be behind in the courses that they need to be in to be successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah.
Some people hungry for conflict. Should I feed them or should I starve them? So many fake smiling jokers up in Gotham. I vocalize to combat ignorance though. But I'm able to clap, clap and become way more instrumental. They know I'm thirsty, but they won't spill tea. For decades now they seeing me eat, they hate that vehemently. In my Jeep, my doors off in flossing. Even off-road bumps and bosses. Never douse is my energy, cause it's rap game. It's not a game, it's an export. Yep, right next to sports, we hold court to the music, but without the shorts. Look at the ants, lug it. I don't mean to get all Ayanna Benzant on you. I just love you. Think something of you. Africa to Paris. I have been everywhere, so call me a has been. I am not embarrassed. I laugh at you. You out to demean. Meanwhile, I've ran past you before you put on your last shoe. And now I'm in the place. I'm feeling good tonight. Put your hands into space and wave it side to side. If you love hip hop music, with music emphasized, then you love arrested development. The yeah. 2021 brought us new music from familiar voices. It was an honor for myself and EP Michael Womble to hear new music and interview Grammy Award winning artist Speech Thomas. People will see 16 bars in a year, in two years. It, it doesn't even matter when you made it. You have created this thing that lives. Yes. And whenever people access it, that's when they get to benefit from it. Yep. So some of the questions I have for you are kind of more ethereal in that in that area. Uh-huh. I'm I'm wondering as an artist, yeah. how, how do you define success? Is it is it an event? Is it something that happens, or is it a is it a process? That's a great point. Um, well, first of all, you know, for me, I come from a family that is journalists. My father was a journalist. He had a black newspaper in Milwaukee, which is where I was born. And then my mom took over a paper and she is a journalist to this day. It's about 44 years. The largest black newspaper in Wisconsin is called the Milwaukee Community Journal. My mom owns that. She's she runs that. And I learned that publishing things is power, that putting out things that will live on, as you said, for generations and generations way past your lifetime is powerful because we gain knowledge, we understand life as we live this life. And now how can we pass that on to someone else, regardless of when they pick it up? And that to me is success. Um, I believe that being able to fulfill uh, uh, goals that you that you have in your life is success. Whether Whether or not they will be celebrated by everyone or not, you can't control that aspect. And so to me, the success is actually accomplishing the piece of work, whatever that is. And yeah, the rest you can't really control. You can you can try to, to, to direct it as much as you can into a place of acceptance by everybody, but you can't ultimately control that. And in my life has shown me that in, in bigger ways than probably a lot of other entertainers' lives have, because I've put out a lot of projects over the years, sometimes with great success and celebration, and then other times with just personal success and not a lot of celebration, all times being important. And also being in this industry as long as I have been, I've seen that things that aren't initially celebrated by everyone can sooner or later be celebrated in later years. I've seen that with my own work. We got a chance to talk with filmmaker and actress Bernadette Speaks. There, There is a blueprint there. There's a, a way to go, and the way that you have done it is, 
is wonderful. And the fact that you are still creating things and things that we'll be able to enjoy in years to come. I'm so excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, I get to watch. I think I, for my kids, mostly, they know it's not a matter of age or time. Go do your thing. And my kids are doing that, right? And there's no fear in, in that. My daughter gave up basketball. Her body was like, it's time to end it. And she said, I want to get back into being creative. And now she's acting and she's booking work and getting callbacks. And she just booked her sixth job. She's got a callback for another film. And these aren't small things. These are like Hulu, Sony, you know. Okay. okay. And, uh, and I get to impart my, my knowledge and I coach her. And that's mm -hmm. kind of cool, right? That I get to like coach my daughter and watch her shine. And my son, he is head of digital marketing at a company, a startup company, and mm -hmm. and he's doing his thing. And I think you have to be true to who you are. You can't try to be somebody else. And that's where people resonate, right? They can see authenticity, they can smell it, they can feel it. And I think people want that. They want people that are authentically themselves because then it gives mm -hmm. them permission to be that way too, you know? And you can't live in fear um, yeah. because it'll paralyze you. And our country, our countries right now are so struggling with fear on mm -hmm. so many different levels. Mm -hmm. And it's causing more health issues, you know, out, even outside of COVID-19, you know, all of that. It's just fear is debilitating and um you can't live in it you know you mentioned that one of your shorts um films is is a horror film mm -hmm. and, and recently i think if you look around there seems to be more movie tv series uh with african americans in horror where we didn't really see that at least i didn't really notice it before get out you know i guess candy man which is being you know remade uh now why why do you think that is what do you see as the connection between that genre and the african-american experience i do feel like that what my take on that is man horror is that kind of genre that you can tell any kind of story mm -hmm. you can tell anything in horror anything and i think it's it's such a great vehicle for us to address our stuff yeah. You know, and we get it when we see it, do we not? When we saw Get Out, we was like, we know exactly everything you got to say right now. <laughs> you know, you know, and when we saw them, you know, that TV show and, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I, I just feel like it's, you're starting to see that we are great storytellers. Right. We yeah. are extremely creative. Look at what Misha, um, Misha Green did with Lovecraft Country, right? Oh, wow. Great storytelling, yeah. right? And even the, like, and I yeah. heard people were like, oh, that's too gory. That, And I was like, but that our ancestors have gone through and even people that have passed because of whatever, they they wanted a better life. They wanted to be safe. They wanted, you know what I mean? The, the entire, mm -hmm. what they came with, like, it's so deep, but you told it in like a horror fashion. Right. Where, 
where now it's like, and then horror is also that kind of genre that goes across the board to everybody. Like, because mm-hmm. it's that genre, right? It's not considered black or white or it's just mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. And so it opens up this Democrat demographic of like 18 to 45 men, a lot more than women. But now it's opened up even more to our communities. And of course, 2021 brought new independent films from Fresh Voices like Chicago's own Andre Blaze Rogers. There's a reason that we're talking to you. People can see your film. Uh, yeah. You're on Amazon Prime yeah. right now mm-hmm. as as an independent filmmaker. Mm-hmm. How in the world did that happen? You know what? Um, I'll tell you exactly how it happens. And it is accessible to all people who want to be filmmakers. Um, research is what happens. I research being doing this my cameras that i got um you know the lens that i put on that camera you know the type of sound because sound is probably about 60 percent. i got to give it another extra 10 percent uh, of your film and whoever's controlling your sound is pretty much the controller of you know your film and the quality of your film you know it is huge okay and you know the type of movement i wanted um, then you got to go and you got to get the right software. You, so I built my computer. I, I learned how to build it. Um, after I, you know, built it, I had to, you know, superpower it so that I can handle motion graphics and all of these different things I was learning. Special effects, sound, you know, lighting, uh, color grading, you know, putting on a movie grade, uh, color grade on that. You know, you had to learn. Then you have to take it off, which that Mr. Wisdom was like 600 gigs. So then you got to take that off and then you got to um, put that to an aggregator, which, you know, they got aggregator film aggregators. And then you got to get some play on that. So you got to put it in film festivals and then you can get some um, distributors from that, which Mr. Wisdom got a, dis- um, a distribution deal off a of free festival. It was free. <laughs> It's wild. It's wild. Absolutely wow. It's gonna be in. It's so it's it's on. It's gonna be on everywhere, including like you know uh, Walmart and all of that stuff. But it's just because I studied. I I set I set everything up, and now I just press the button. Press the button because once you do it once, Mm -hmm. you keep doing it again and again. So I can put anything across the world, and that's some power, and I can make any movie within two weeks. So. What, what's the point? The point is I need to put some movies out there worldwide streaming. Um, I, yeah. A million streams get you $10,000. Well, I need to have 10 movies then. I'm grateful. So very grateful for surviving through 2021. We got a chance to enjoy new music learn about our local environment and how to protect it. We became aware about our diverse voices in education and film. And believe it or not, we're not done recognizing the awesome talent to grace our podcast over the year. Instead of just surviving 2021, it's now time to thrive and come through in 2022. On behalf of our entire team, we would like to thank you for allowing our Interludes platform to become a space of aspiration, inspiration, and motivation towards your hopes and dreams over the last year. And like I said, we're not done reflecting, we're just getting started. 
For this special episode, we'd like to thank Southeast Environmental Task Force Director Peggy Salzar, music artist Miss Arnice, and Grammy Award-winning producers Kendall Nesbeth and Speech Thomas, educators Dr. Sean Brown and Dr. Stephen Jones, filmmakers Bernadette Speaks, and Andre Blaze Rogers for their contributions to our podcast called Interludes. They're all official friends of the show. If you'd like to hear more from each and every one of them, check out our Interludes archives. Next time on Interludes, part two, the best of 2021, as we recall some highlights over the last year from independent artists, food historians, writers, and coaches for the body and mind. Join us next week for part two of our review of 2021. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us in the new year, 2022, as we start our new streaming season and break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports. On Tuesday, January 4th, we'll be back at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBN's African American History News Journal, documenting 178 years of our country's historical newspaper articles. Give the gift of knowledge this holiday season to a young person and a chance to raise scholarship dollars for students attending HBCUs. To purchase this journal, please visit the website nbnconnect.com and tell them in the referral section that you heard it on Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktree forward slash Pure Light Media.